This will be our final podcast in the lymphoid system. It will be very brief. We're going to look at diffuse lymphoid tissue and tonsils, and then we will have a final table that will help you consolidate your studying for all of the lymphoid organs. Now, if we talk about diffuse lymphoid tissue, we're talking about diffuse and non-encapsulated lymphoid tissue. And first, we can talk about mucosal-associated lymphoid tissue, or MALT. That's diffuse lymphoid tissue infiltrates. It's associated with an epithelium on a mucosal surface, and it will be very common in organs of the GI tract, of the urogenital tract, and of the respiratory tracts. So a mucosal associated lymphoid tissue, diffuse lymphoid tissue infiltrates associated with an epithelium. And we can contrast that to gut-associated lymphatic tissue and bronchiola-associated lymphatic tissue, so-called GALT and BALT. This is nodular lymphatic tissue. And this nodular lymphatic tissue you'd find very commonly in the appendix and in Peyer's patches, most notably in the ileum. And as an aside, the Peyer's patches are probably the bursar analog in primates. Remember the bursa of Fabricius was an organ that was found in birds and that's where it was first discovered that B cells developed. The nodules in this gut-associated and bronchiola-associated lymphatic tissue, these nodules are not surrounded by a connective tissue capsule. Otherwise, the nodules are very similar to the nodules found within the cortex of lymph nodes. The nodules contain primarily B lymphocytes, which will differentiate into plasma cells and B memory cells. So you need to be careful not to confuse the lymph nodules in the other organs in the body with lymph nodes. Lymph nodes are surrounded by a connective tissue capsule. The lymph nodules themselves that you find in the gut and in the respiratory tracts are not surrounded by a capsule. We will also talk briefly about M cells or antigen presenting cells. These are cells in the epithelium and the GI tract above Peyer's patches and they're oftentimes fairly easy to pick out the location of these M cells in the histological preparation. Now it turns out that the number of B cells that come from the mucosal associated and gut associated lymphatic tissue in humans may far exceed the number of B cells that come from the bone marrow, lymph nodes, and spleen combined. And this is relatively new in our understanding of the dynamics of how B cells are produced. This is an example of an M cell that would be over a Peyer's patch in the epithelium of the GI tract. 
So here would be the epithelium in the GI tract, lots of plasma cells, T and B lymphocytes in the connective tissue under this epithelium. And as you would imagine, these cells secrete IgA antibody, which is transcytosed by the epithelial cells into the lumen of the GI tract, where you have these large clusters of lymphoid cells in the GI tract. You'll often see these very large cells in the epithelium itself. This is a modified cell, an M cell. It functions as an antigen-presenting cell. So for example, here might be antigens in the lumen of the GI tract, and you may have T cells. Remember, T cells can't respond directly to antigen. So these M cells will process this antigen and present this antigen to the T cells that are underlying these cells in the uh, diffuse and nodular lymphatic tissue. And uh, of course, then these T cells will stimulate an immunologic response. They could be helper T cells that are stimulating B lymphocytes to divide and produce antibody, for example. You'll see these M cells just above Peyer's patches. And here are a couple of histological views. This is an example of the appendix, and we'll talk about these organs later in the course. But here are these lymphatic nodules that they're actually almost deforming the luminal shape of this organ. Here is a view of the colon with a very large lymphatic nodule. Here you can see some of the epithelium on the mucosal surface. So this we would define as GALT gut-associated lymphatic tissue because it's a nodule. Here we would define this as malt, mucosal-associated lymphatic tissue. It's a diffuse lymphatic tissue that's infiltrating and associating with the epithelial cells. We will talk about how I know this is the colon a little bit later in the course, but there's the specialized view of the muscularis externa forming a tinea coli. This is smooth muscle. Uh, we will talk about this much later in the course. And here is an example of a lymphatic nodule associated with the tertiary bronchus in the lung. So again, this would be something called BALT, or bronchiola-associated lymphatic tissue, but it's a nodule not a lymph node, because in this case, in this case, or in these cases in the appendix, these nodules are not surrounded by connective tissue, rather than just lymphatic nodules within another organ. And again, these nodules are primarily involved in the production of B lymphocytes maturing into plasma cells. Now, tonsils are incompletely encapsulated nodular lymphatic tissue that's associated with the oral cavity. So we can talk about the palatine tonsil. That's a bilateral pair of structures on the boundary of the oral cavity and the oral pharynx. And they have a stratified squamous epithelium on one surface, on the oral surface. So you can see that here into a crypt. You can see the stratified squamous epithelium here with the deeper aspects with a relatively dense connective tissue capsule around them. But here are the numerous lymphatic nodules associated with this palatine tonsil. 
the pharyngeal tonsil is a single organ in the roof of the nasopharynx. It has a ciliated pseudo-stratified columnar epithelium on one surface. The deeper aspects, which are not shown in this image, have a relatively thin connective tissue capsule. But look at all the diffuse lymphoid tissue here, and here is some nodular lymphatic tissue associated with this pharyngeal tonsil. And then the lingual tonsil, there are many lingual tonsils on the dorsal surface of the tongue. They also have a stratified squamous epithelium on one surface with the deeper surface showing a relatively flimsy connective tissue capsule. So this is a view of lingual tonsil. Look at the nice stratified squamous epithelium, the tonsil itself, the relatively flimsy connective tissue capsule on the other surfaces. Look at all the lymph nodules here, and these nodules even show germinal centers, so be careful. This is not a lymph node because the entire organ is not encapsulated by connective tissue. One surface has an associated epithelium. Here are some of the minor salivary glands that you find in the oral cavity. We'll talk about these structures later in the course. So this brings me to my final slide in our podcast series on the lymphoid system. And this is just to help you consolidate your studying and as you try to recognize the different lymphoid organs histologically. So we can talk about the tonsils, the lymph nodes, the thymus, and the spleen. The tonsils, as we've just said, have an epithelium on one surface, whereas these other lymphoid organs do not. The tonsils do not have a connective tissue capsule all the way around them, whereas the other lymphoid organs do have a connective tissue capsule all the way around them. If you look at the organs that are organized into a cortex and a medulla, well, lymph nodes and thymus are organized with a cortex and medulla. The thymus has these very distinct diagnostic structures called the Hassel's corpuscles. Lymph nodes have a marginal or subcapsular sinus, which helps them to stand out. The spleen has these very characteristic white pulp bodies or Melpigian bodies. We will show you in the laboratory, actually, that you can hold the spleen glass slide just up to the light and look at it with your naked eye, and you can see the splenic nodules. So you can use the characteristics described on this table as you're studying these organs in the laboratory and use each of these plus marks at diagnostic criteria to help you eliminate one organ or to classify an organ as one or another and finally get down to identifying what the organ is.